Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Monday, the 6th of August. Today is the first day of our study for Mom Strong International. So it's a great day for you guys to join us over there. We're on day six of the scripture writing challenge, but today is the first day of the brand new Bible study. And we're going to be talking about uh, why we, you know, things that we hear. And we're going to ask the question is that really in the Bible? But today is Mailbox Monday. And I, in honor of all of you who ask me questions constantly about homeschooling, I'm going to answer some homeschooling questions today, starting with why do we homeschool? So if you're wondering why in the world would anyone ever do that? Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So here's the thing. Uh, we I get questions, especially this time of year, about uh, homeschooling in particular, education in general. And I thought I would take a few minutes today and talk about homeschooling. But before I do that, I wanted to let you guys know Uh, We've got an incredible opportunity coming up in the Portland, Vancouver area. If you're in my neck of the woods at all, uh, my friend, my good friend, Andrew Pudawa is going to be coming and he's going to be teaching writing classes here at the Homeschool Resource Center. So I want you guys to know that this is actually happening for one thing and that it's not too late to register for those uh, classes. This is basically um, happening at the Friendly Planet Homeschool Resource Center on August 30th through September 1st. Some of those classes are filled up and uh, are, are closed and some of them are filling up but it's an incredible opportunity. I'll link back to that in the show notes today. Uh, Andrew's a friend of mine. He's a gentle giant and uh, he's an incredibly gifted teacher and your kids will love him. They will love him. So also, if you are interested in classes at the Friendly Planet Homeschool Resource Center, registration for that opens up in just a couple of days on Wednesday, and it will run through the 22nd of August. Uh, It's an incredible building. If you haven't been to see it yet, uh, you can look us up online at fphrc.org. That's Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center.org. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about homeschooling. So first of all, my name's Heidi, and I'm an accidental homeschooler. Uh, a moment of silence for every single one of you who's listening to this, who the last who thinks the last thing you ever wanted to do was homeschool. That's right. And some of you think that everybody that homeschools has to have a denim jumper or grind our own wheat or stay home and not register with Social Security or whatever it is. There's a lot of misconceptions out there about homeschooling, but I wanted to give you a little bit of my journey into homeschooling and kind of say why our family has decided that it is the best thing for our family. Uh, there were a lot of misconceptions that I that I had kind of in my head about homeschooling. The first one was that homeschool kids are not socialized. 
and they don't know how to interact with other people. The second one is that the parents have to do every single thing at every single hour of every single day for their students if they're homeschooling them. Both of those things are totally wrong. And it took me a long time to figure that out, but I did not want to homeschool. Uh, I think mostly because I was under, I had this idea that A, I couldn't do it. I just could not imagine being locked up with my kids all day long, seven days a week with no reprieve at sight when a wonderful yellow school bus could come and take them away. And so I had no intention of homeschooling and neither did my husband. And our oldest daughter, Savannah, who was almost 27 years old, uh, she was in second grade when we decided to pull her out of the public school. So she went to a Christian school in kindergarten and she went to a private school, a private Christian school, yeah, kindergarten and first grade. And then in second grade, she went to the public school. And at that particular time, we didn't have, I, you know, I didn't have any real concerns with the public school. My opinion about that has changed dramatically, as most of you know, uh, because I see the agenda-driven education. And if you if you do much research at all, you'll find that the education system, the public education system for sure, is getting more and more political and more and more immoral as the days are going by. The Bible teaches us in Luke 640 that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. And when Savannah was in second grade, uh, we we began to notice subtle changes that were happening as a result of her being away from us all day long at school. So the school bus would come and pick her up at about 7.30 in the morning and it would bring her home at about 3.30 or 4 in the afternoon. And when she came home, you know, uh, her little siblings were really happy to see her, but she was tired because she'd been gone all day and there was sort of, it kind of wrecked the dynamic in our home because there was bickering between the children. Uh, There's a caveat. I'm not saying that homeschooling will prevent you from having bickering in your home. And in fact, it might be the source of some bickering. <laughs> but for our kids, um, I, I just I noticed a change in Savannah, and one of the one of the big things that happened that really set kind of um, me on this journey of trying to figure out homeschooling was well, there were two events. One happened because uh, Savannah and Sierra, I could see it was kind of hurting their relationship, and in the St. John home. We want our children, we teach our children that their siblings are important and we want them to defend each other and love each other. And Savannah was in this really awkward position of, you know, making fun of her sister for being little and blah, blah, blah. And then the other thing that happened, and so that bothered us. And the other thing that happened was when we went to put our our second daughter into the public school system, she missed the cutoff by just a few days. So she was too young and she was very bright and she was bored. And I and I went down to a homeschool supply store in Oregon and I said to the guy who owned it, to my friend Eli, I just said, hey, you know, I'm here um, to basically give my daughter something to kill time until she's old enough to get going to school. I said, I'm not interested in homeschooling, so don't try to sell me a bunch of curriculum. I just need something to keep her busy while I wait for her to be old enough to go to school. And he said, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that from a mom who came in here, I'd be rich. Well, that should have told me something <laughs> because he was completely right. Uh, he gave me a book called Teach Your Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons. And I left there, as I now know, I left there relatively unscathed because it costs usually more money than just one book to homeschool your kids. But I thought, well, I'll start this book with my with my daughter. You know, what could it hurt? And so we started uh, Teach Your Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons. And you guys, Within like three weeks of doing this with her, I was absolutely hooked. I loved that I could teach her to read. I loved watching her eyes light up. I loved that I was doing with her in about 40 minutes a day what it was taking the public school to do in eight hours. 
So one day my husband came home from work and I said, you know, hey, babe, check this out. Check it out. Check it out. I, told, I said, Sierra, show your dad what you can do. And so I, I opened our book up and she began to read a very small word to him. And as soon as she read the word, I started jumping up and down and I was saying, hey, I did that. I taught her to read. You know, I'd been taught my whole life that you can't teach a child to read unless you have a degree in teaching. And that you can't educate your kids unless somehow you've gone to college and, and you have a degree for it. Well, it was wrong. And I was just now learning this. My eyes were being opened to the fact that not only could I teach my child, but I loved it. I loved teaching her. Now, have there been moments when I haven't loved it? Absolutely. Have I have I looked at the yellow school bus and wanted to put all my kids on it? Absolutely. Is homeschooling uh, perfect? Uh, certainly not. But I'll tell you what, uh, it has been the hardest, best thing we have ever done for our kids. And I know this time of year, a lot of you are sitting on the fence about it. And so there's a couple of things that I I wanted to uh, just talk through with you, you know, and then I'm going to sort of wrap it up by just talking to the veteran homeschoolers, because I think we can lose perspective when we've been doing it for a long time and we forget what's at stake. And when the Bible teaches us that our kids are going to be an awful lot like their teachers. A, it puts the impetus on us as parents to really know what we're teaching our children and to be godly and uh, good examples to them. Because the Bible is teaching us that our kids are going to be an awful lot like us. And I don't know about you, but that makes my knees knock a little bit. Because there are lots of times that I'm like, shoot fire, hope my kids didn't see that. <laughs> or hope they didn't hear that. You guys know what I mean? And so uh, we want to be examples to our children. The second thing we want to recognize, because the Bible says that students will be like their children, is that we better know who is teaching our children. We better know who the te who their teachers are. There's no such thing as a neutral education. Education, by its very nature, is anything but neutral. Uh, you can't help it. You impart your worldview to to students. Now, do I think that kids can go to public school and come out and be wonderful kids and walk with the Lord? Absolutely. Uh, but you know what? I think it's getting harder and harder and harder because at least for me, I was noticing I was having to do an awful lot of deprogramming. And so uh, we began to really consider what our, what our children, what we wanted for them and who they were going to be like. And so I, I also want to speak to you because I because this was in one of the Mailbox Monday questions. I'm trying to lump a bunch of you guys in at once. <laughs> so Amanda and Jessica and Karen and, uh, and Eileen, this is kind of for you, for all of you guys who've been writing to me recently and asking about homeschooling. Um, I will say that uh, I don't think it's a sin to put your kids in, in public school. People ask me that all the time. Am I going to make some sort of biblical case for homeschooling and, and how it's a sin if you do anything else? In, in all of my study of scripture, I just, I can't find it. But you know what I can find? I can find a very compelling uh, moral reason to keep my kids out of a system of education that denies that there's a God that would tell them they came uh, from apes, that tells them that their gender is fluid, that tells them that they can uh, that they can defy their parents at every turn. I think that there's a very compelling moral case to be made, especially for Christians, to say, hey, wake up. If you're not going to homeschool your kids, then you better be very, very, very involved in where they go to school. And uh, our children come to us kind of like wet cement, right? So they're soft-hearted and they, they come to us, their souls are are like that, that wet cement. And over time, that wet cement does what? It hardens. And pretty soon, if, you, if you're not attending to it, you're going to find that the shape that that, that, that child is um, hardening into is not what you wanted and not what you prayed for. And I think sometimes we step off the battlefield of education. And instead of getting onto the battlefield, 
we let other people do it. Is homeschooling a commitment? Absolutely. Is it hard? Yes. Did it has have I wanted to you know jump off of a of of my deck a couple of times into a swimming pool uh, filled with jelly beans? Yes. <laughs> but you know, in all of our years, and Jay and I have been doing this for a long time. Even on the days when I have felt like an utter failure. Um, the Lord has been so good in sustaining our family and giving us a vision for moving forward as a family because we have our children for just a little while. We don't have them with us for very long. And I know that some of you are, are feeling like, man, my kids are so young. I can't even imagine. They're driving me crazy. I don't even know how we would do it. I just want to tell you, if the Lord's laying it on your heart, he will give you exactly what you need when you need it because your children are important and it matters to the Lord. And so uh, if I, I don't think that God meant for our children to struggle under the weight of somebody else's idea of a proper education either. So now I want to kind of turn my attention for just a second to uh, veteran homeschool moms or moms who've been doing this for a couple of years and you're burned out and the school year's getting ready to start and you're just like, I can't, I can't do this again. Most of the time when I encounter this, and even in my own life, I think this is true. Um, most of the time it's because I have allowed myself to uh, to have my homeschooling sort of hijacked. And when I say that, I mean, um, I'm, I'm listening to somebody else's idea of what I should be doing instead of what the, what the Lord's telling me uh, that, I, that I should do. And I remember the day that we pulled our daughter out of school like it was yesterday because we made our decision public, you know, this decision to homeschool our kids. And I was terrified. Uh, my knees were knocking as I walked into our oldest daughter's grade school. I liked her teacher. I didn't have any complaints really, except that we knew in our hearts that something was missing. And as a family, we longed for more. We wanted more shared experiences, a more tailored education. We wanted a greater focus on the creator God and the beauty that surrounded us. We desired to dig deeper into family life and to really enjoy it. Uh, I wanted more story time and more field trips and less rushing to go our separate ways every morning. And in, at the end of the day, really what I wanted was more life for our kids. And you guys, that was 22 years ago. And as I look back now at our little second grader, who is now a beautiful wife and mother of two, I recognize how quickly the time goes by. Uh, John Holt said that learning is not the product of teaching. Learning is the product of the activity of the learners. And so I, I, we started asking ourselves, and I want you to ask yourself this too, how are your children learning? Are they enjoying the process? What is the activity that's pulling them in to the learning process? Because in the past 20 some odd years, I've seen a lot of changes in the homeschool community. I think there's a lot a lot of pressure being put on homeschoolers to excel academically. Um, and the reality is, is we've gone from a few brave moms who without access to mainstream curriculum managed to give their children an excellent education, but we've forgotten what made it excellent. It wasn't excellent because of the amazing curriculum. It, it was excellent because these parents had a vision for homeschooling. They weren't trying to recreate school at home. They were simply trying to be obedient to the one who had called them to be different. And they knew that if he called them, he would equip them. And they were right. And when I was brand new to homeschooling, I did the only thing I knew how to do. I set up a classroom in our home, complete with desks like the one I had in school. <laughs> and I, I figured out after a while that these desks were not going to work over the long haul because we always ended up on the couch and we always ended up around the kitchen table. And I learned through uh, after a couple of years that um, the best thing that was going to happen to our homeschool was for us to curl up on a couch and read about the life of a hermit crab named Pagu or discover the mysteries of the island of Capri. 
And so uh, we began to change the way we homeschooled. And so for years, I notebooked with our children. We took nature walks. We studied the seasons together. We did copy work, like kind of the scripture writing challenge that I do for you is really based on the copy work I did with my children for many, many years. We read uh, missionary stories about brave men and women who follow God with an abandon that most people only dream about. And we spent a lot of time on our couch. And I just want to encourage you not to allow the world's idea of what education should look like color what God wants you to do. Because as I look closely at our homeschool, I have to ask, and I I work full time now. So most of our children are, I mean, I have two children really that I'm actively homeschooling. I have an eighth grader and a a third grader. Um, The years of me having seven little children at home are over and they go by so fast. And I want you guys to to, uh, embrace them. What makes you different? Because it's easy to be held hostage by the expectations of the world. We see it all around us, right? We feel it. The pressure's enormous. Why don't my kids know Latin? Uh, am I am I doing enough? I hear it all the time. Most of us took our kids out of the public school system in search of something more, only to be hijacked by the world's system of education right there on the couches in our living rooms. So we're, we put our kids into hyper-academic, quote, homeschooling programs, and we allow the pressure of the what-ifs to determine what we teach our children, and then we wonder why we're frustrated and our children are burned out. So don't fall for it. If this sounds familiar to you, I want you to, like me, take a step back again and say, Lord, center my heart. Center my heart on you. Show me how to reach the hearts and minds of my children in a way that does not. I don't think that God's God meant for homeschooling moms to be frustrated and burned out and have homeschooling leave you on the side of the road for dead. Um, I don't think so. And yeah, I see that happening all the time. And so uh, if you're if you're struggling, um, take a step back. Because I think what happens when we adopt the world's idea of education, our, our Bibles gather dust, don't they? Or worse, they become just another thing that we check off of a curriculum checklist, right? Read chapter one in Hebrews, check here when done. And, uh, and we suffer from burnout. And I get it because the pressure to do more is enormous. But you guys, I'm, I'm kind of starting to wonder, is all this more really what God had in mind when he called us to be different? And so instead of turning into the yelling, stressed out homeschool mom, not that I would ever do that, moment of silence. <laughs> but what if I ever did, it would be because I, I was relying on my own wisdom and on all the things that were available to me. There's so many choices. And I wondered again, how did those first homeschool moms do it? And I think that they did it because they were relying on the Lord. And I want to encourage you to rely on the Lord as well. I think that God meant us to be free, free to read aloud all day if we want to, even with our kids who are in high school, free to draw and create, to discover the beauty of creation, uh, unhurried and without an expectation of a report that's due about it at the end of the next day, free to forget about preschool. Oh, for goodness sake. Uh, free to just know the Lord more. So if you guys are being held hostage by a burdensome curriculum or a program that promises to get your kid into college, if you're wondering if this really was the life that God had designed for you, I want to challenge you to look back at those first homeschool moms because they set the bar and they did it without the expensive all-inclusive programs. They did it by faith. They did it because they knew that God would provide for their every need if they would only trust him to guide and direct them. And these precious moms like me have found out that God is faithful and he can be trusted. His mercies are new every day. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. So as you get ready to enter a new school year, whether you've you've already been homeschooling and you're feeling kind of burned out, or you're wondering if, if you could do this, I wanna encourage you to ask the Lord what he has for you and for your children. And if you're not experiencing the life that you're looking for, 
in raising your children and in their educational process, it might be because you're not giving the Lord permission to lead you where the life can be found. And I know because for all of my trying, and even after I have experienced seasons of incredible freedom that comes from a more relational approach to homeschooling, I have often felt myself a hostage to homeschooling rather than a mom who enjoyed the gift that she'd been given through the process of homeschooling. And so if you're being held a hostage today, I would encourage you, ask the Lord to show you His heart for education, because in following Him, you really will find the life that you're looking for. So many of us today, I think we we get frustrated and we forget that God has a plan and a purpose for us. He said in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Why? So that Christ's power might rest on me. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing, mom and dad? That is God's heart for your children. And I want to just encourage you to embrace it today. Uh, if you're on the fence about homeschooling, take it before the Lord in prayer. If you're a mom who's, if you're, maybe you're just like, you're brand new to homeschooling and you're super excited and you haven't experienced burnout yet. Now you're listening to me and it's freaking you out. Well, can I just encourage you, just like marriage has hard days, just like parenting can be frustrating, homeschooling can also be frustrating, but the freedom that you find will always be found in going back to the one who made you. And so uh, embrace it. Embrace this the opportunity that God's given you because it really is powerful. Ask him what he has for your children. Because if God has called you to this thing called motherhood, he's already given you everything that you need. That was the message of becoming mom strong. It's the message of prayers for the battlefield. It's the reason why I started Mom Strong International. It's to remind you that God has a plan and a purpose for you and that he will equip you. God will never guide you where his grace will not sustain you. And that is the promise that we have because of Jesus. I hope you guys are encouraged today as we start a new week. I hope that if you haven't joined us over at MomStrong International, there we are over 8,000 members now, uh, strong over there, writing the word of God and learning God's word. And as I told you guys last week, I am making a slow but steady move away from social media uh, largely because um, I still will probably be there, all, but largely because I see the filters that are being put on people. And I want to be able to speak uh, the truth uncensored and be able to encourage you to engage in God's word with me. So uh, join me over there at momstronginternational.com. You can see my speaking schedule at HeidiStJohn.com. Uh, and my blog is also over there. And this is also where you'll find the podcast. We appreciate you uh, sharing this podcast uh, via social media, leaving reviews for it over at iTunes. We appreciate every person that leaves a review for Becoming MomStrong. Anywhere books are sold, any place you guys can leave a review, it really helps us get the message of hope and healing in Christ into the hands of parents around the world. So we love you guys. We're praying for you. We hope you have a great Monday, and I will see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.